Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the first episode of Coffee and Commentary, a new segment of much-needed advice where we bring humor and perspective to current events and pop culture. This episode is about the Ocean Gate Titan submersible implosion that occurred off the coast of Newfoundland near the site of the Titanic wreckage this past week. Before we get into the discussion, we want to acknowledge the profound tragedy that unfolded for the people and families affected by this incident. It has truly made waves worldwide, leaving an indelible mark in history. While we express our condolences and sorrow for the affected families, we can also recognize the complexity of the situation. OceanGate has drawn so much attention because it's a story about billionaire tourism, which raises important questions about the media's selective coverage and prioritization. There are so many other pressing global issues that don't receive the same level of media coverage, such as the global refugee crisis and the homelessness epidemic, particularly in places like L.A. where we live. As President Obama recently highlighted, around the same time as this submarine implosion, more than 700 refugees tragically lost their lives in the Mediterranean. It is impossible to ignore the disparity in the attention and resources devoted to one event over the other. So with everything else going on, why are we so obsessed with the submersible? In the year 2023, we find ourselves in a unique moment evident in films like Triangle of Sadness and The Menu, and TV shows like White Lotus and Gilded Age. These artifacts reflect a time when the gap between the wealthy and the poor has widened in many parts of the world, exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Thus, we're intrigued by the lives of the ultra-wealthy and the decisions they make that can leave us baffled. Fittingly, this echoes the era of the Titanic itself when opulence and extreme poverty coexisted. This dichotomy is ripe for such deep frustration, we are left with no choice but to approach it with humor. So, here are 21 things that we learned from OceanGate. Enjoy! Things we learned from OceanGate. You're smiling. I look sad. (laughs) (laughs) If there was one of those hypothetical philosophical dilemmas involving five billionaires and 700 refugees, the world would clearly choose to pull the lever in favor of the five billionaires. Yeah. The world meaning, like, the powers that be. Yeah. Um, some men's frontal lobes really never develop. No yeah. women down there. Doesn't seem to be impacted by age or level of education or amount of money. Men are just men sometimes. Yeah. Or boys. Yeah. I think I learned... No matter how well history is understood, it will always repeat itself. I mean, Titan, Titanic, ignoring advice on how to easily avoid a crisis. A bunch of rich people going on a voyage. It's giving triangle of sadness. The whole thing was 
peak 2023. Oh, yeah. It's very eat the rich. It's very of the moment. Mm -hmm. I learned so many technical things about submersibles (laughs) and water pressure and materials. She is James Cameron. Julia could now single-handedly go to the lowest point in the ocean and build her own submersible. You couldn't pay me. Ocean Gate. Sometimes you can judge a book by its cover. Don't name your business something that ends in gate. You're setting yourself up for a scandal of irony. Yeah. I learned from a TikTok mortician the banging sounds that were heard were the ghosts of the Titanic, or I suppose the ghosts of the Titan. She said that ghosts bang a lot. Wink. I learned that when asked to sign your life away in a contract, you might lose your life. (laughs) I feel like we sign our lives away in a lot of contracts. So do you think they just kind of skimmed it over and they were like, whatever, this is like getting Botox? Probably. I don't know. Well, that leads me into my next one because clearly they paid a huge price for this. And I think with that huge price tag came the assumption that it was safe and well constructed. Apparently you can't pay your way out of inevitable catastrophe. Well, also, just because something costs a lot doesn't mean it's good. Mm. Doesn't mean it's the best option. Doesn't mean it's the best quality. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Don't ever do anything to please your father. <sighs> yeah. Tough lesson to learn. I can now pinpoint on a map exactly where the Titanic is sitting in the Atlantic Ocean and that it's in two pieces, 1.5 miles apart. Information I really didn't need. Wow. Riley is impressed. (laughs) I learned that I'm still scared of the ocean. In fact, even more than before. I learned that Americans will never stop thinking the rest of the world measures things the way we do. CNN had originally reported that France's Victor 6000 could only reach 6,000 feet, which is about halfway down to the Titanic. But as it is French, the Victor 6000 refers to meters, not feet. I learned that there can be... 50 news segments about the same two pieces of information, and I will watch all of them. Every single one. Every TikTok. Give it to me all day. No new info. Nope. There were noises. Tell me more about the noises. We don't know anything more about the noises. Just keep telling me that. Banging noises. How many banging sounds? Every 30 minutes. What kind of banging? (laughs) Did it sound human-y or animal-y or... We don't know. There were noises. Yeah, the phrase is, there are no stupid questions, but that doesn't apply to the world of press conferences. And the world of the ocean floor. People don't know. I learned that James Cameron is a deep sea expert, like the deep sea expert. That he knows way more about submersibles 
than the people who should know about submersibles. Yeah, he built one and went to the bottom of the sea. The deepest point in the ocean. James Cameron has been to the lowest point on the planet. And it's not called Avatar 2. (laughs) I learned that you should really do your research on companies that you are giving your money and your safety to. Do a deep dive before you deep dive. Apparently there was a lot to be uncovered, you know? Lawsuits and complaints and things like that, which I'm sure none of the people who signed up saw. I'd love to get a legal expert on the podcast. I want to know what kind of lawsuits are brewing right now. I want to know who's paying for the search effort. We are the taxpayers. I want that to not be the case. Do you think the billionaires that took this trip thought about whose money they'd be spending if they needed to be rescued or found? No, it wouldn't be their own because they don't pay taxes. Right. And because search efforts aren't privately funded. There are instances where people do get fined for what the search effort cost. Like if someone fakes their own death and there was a big search, they'll get fined for what that cost was. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do we know if the Pakistani billionaire had like a wife or anyone back at home who could potentially get fined for his decision? I don't know. After losing her husband and son? Well, she's a billionaire, so she'll be fine. She'll be fine if she's fined. I, for one, am super relieved that the U.S. Navy knows everything that's going on under the ocean at any given time. A little confused why they let so many global resources be used to find the same information they already had. But I'll leave that up to the Navy, I guess. Yeah. I think we're way too involved in the ocean and that we need to stay in our lane. I don't. Let's get in all the lanes. I think we don't know enough. I think uh, the orcas are the orcas are taking it into their own hands, their oh, own yeah. what fins. Was, what was the orca thing about? Orcas are sinking boats. An orca has taught other orcas how to sink boats, and oh. now they're having all these big orca meetings that they never had before. Like multiple pods are all meeting up together, and it's like, what are they plotting? And then. There was a huge meeting of them in Monterey. And then on the East Coast, there was a big meeting of all kinds of sea animals, like orcas, whales, dolphins. They were all congregating. I think they're going to take us out. Oh, my God. We deserve it. Orcas versus the U.S. Navy. Who's going to win? Someone make that movie. (laughs) So was there a theory early on that maybe an orca took out this submersible? No, just a joke because it like all of the orca memes have been going on for the past few weeks. So it's like an ocean crossover. (laughs) (laughs) That's the crossover I've been dying to see. Um, I learned not to do a bunch of televised interviews about how janky your product is. Because it really sucks when all those come up after it implodes. What was his name? Stockton Rush. Stockton. So he went to like Harvard or something, right? I don't know. 
Stockton definitely was in SAE wherever he went to college. Yeah. I now know what an implosion looks like after Googling and watching the same simulation about 30 times. On that note, I learned that dying in a submersible implosion is a pretty okay way to die, all things considered. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Better than freezing to death, better than suffocating to death, better than... What were the other options? Suffocating, freezing... Those were basically the options. Uh, Killing each other to keep more oxygen to yourself. Killing each other. Yeah. But even... Let's take this outside the sub. Mm. Better than dying from cancer. Better than getting murdered. Even if you were shot, you'd still kind of have to wait to die. That's true. So something to think about. (laughs) The place to be a rebel is not two and a half miles under the sea. Don't go rogue when like the physics are really complicated. Yeah. And people's lives depend on you. See, the thing about a Maverick, like Maverick and Top Gun, is he was generally putting his own life at risk when he was going rogue and not like for other people's. Here's a big one that always shocks me. People don't have anxiety. <coughs> like, I'm just going to build this rinky-dink thing, take a bunch of people's money and take it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't even like giving people directions to somewhere I've been a thousand times in case they're wrong. This guy, Herbert Herbenschlorben or whatever his name was. Hamish. He had been to the top of Everest. He had been to like on all these extreme adventures. Oh, (laughs) you know who I felt really bad for? was Paul Henry, or PH, as they've been calling him on the news, who was the director of underwater research dedicated to the Titanic. So he dedicated his whole life to this rotting boat. And his friends have been coming on the news saying that PH is very missed and the Titanic community is devastated. But I think one thing I learned from this is that there was a Titanic community. Mm. He died doing what he loved. Maybe they all did, except for the 19-year-old child. Mm. (laughs) Cutting that out. (laughs) 